Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be looking at some of the uh, NBA news, some of the NBA topics, and just discussing um, some articles that I've been reading involving different players and James Harden and just stuff going on in the NBA. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. So, this first one is involving Bleacher Report, and uh, Bleacher Report puts out a lot of articles involving basketball, and more importantly, involving different trades and basketball trades, and a lot of what they come up with is clickbait, and a lot of what they come up with is usually not logical or uh, seemingly thought out, but it is good uh, material to um talk about because uh, it is always entertaining. So the article looks at new NBA Big 3s we could see by the 2021 NBA trade deadline. So the article is going to look at potential um, triples, uh, super teams if you will, and how this could take place. Uh, It doesn't give any specific trades and so I'm going to give them and also talk about whether I think it works or not. So the first one is with the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Victor Oladipo. So if I think this is going to happen, which I don't know if Oladipo is on the move. I'm probably saying he's not. But if it does happen, then you're probably going to have to um, trade away several pieces of your core group. I'm assuming... Either Carius Levert or Spencer Dinwiddle. Um, and then, you know, maybe some draft picks thrown in as well. So, um, if I was to come up with my best offer that I think would work, probably Spencer Dinwiddle. And then I would throw in Torian Prince. And then I would probably throw in a first round pick unprotected um, in the upcoming draft. I think that's good value because I think Brogdon can be your shooting guard and you can put Dinwiddle at the point guard where I think he'll be uh, someone who can get close to 20 points a game. Torian Prince can be a good role player. I think he could, in some instances, play the four. He could play the three. He could play off the bench. I think he's like uh, TJ Warren, but not as good. Um, This is something that if uh, Oladipo wanted out, you could see this happening. Also, if... The package for James Harden is not what the Houston Rockets want. Then you could also see this taking place if they want to go with an option B, which might be um, easier to obtain for sure. Then they go to the Charlotte Hornets. And I guess in this case, Gordon Hayward, um, LaMelo Ball, and Nikola Vucevic. Now, LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward are not superstars. And it wouldn't make a big three because Hayward's not big three material, even though his contract says he is. And Ball is a rookie, so I can't say um, that one at all. Um, You know, this is um, not a traditional big three. I guess that's what they look at. But um, honestly, it's not um, something that uh, makes any sense right there. But Vucevic does make sense. And with P.J. Washington in there and the rest of their group, you have a situation that I think could make a lot of sense. And so basically what they kind of uh, thought 
is that Vucevic is someone who is a great center. It's a position of need, someone who can fill in. And it would be honestly a good move because if Orlando has Mo Bamba, who in theory is going to be part of their future, he's only 22. Vucevic is taking away minutes from Bamba and more importantly, decreasing his chance at becoming a starting level center. Um, we all know what Vucevic is. He's an all-star. He's a great center. And on a team like Orlando without Bamba, you have a great guy. But he doesn't fit if you want Bamba to be your, at some point, starting center. And so the deal that makes the most sense for me is probably going to be Cody Zeller, just because salary reasons, but also because it fits positionally. Then uh, probably a first-round pick uh, protected, future first-round pick, or uh, some second-round picks. But I'd go with a future first-round pick protected. And then I would go with either uh, Bridges, Miles Bridges, or Malik Monk. Probably Malik Monk. So I would go Cody Zeller, Malik Monk, and a future first-round pick um, protected, um, top 15 and then I'd uh, go unprotected the next season for Vucevic, which I think is a solid offer. You know, I think Malik Monk needs a change in scenery. I think Vucevic fits in wherever you want him. Cody Zeller is a one-year, and so if you have if you have Zeller off the bench and you have Mo Bamba in your starting lineup, you know that Zeller can be a starter. You know he can fill in if Bamba doesn't end up working out. This one works. Um, it's not a big three by any means, but I do believe that the trade... Uh, could happen because I think Vucevic is someone who is attainable for the right price. Then we have the Denver Nuggets and they have James Harden, Nikola Jokic, and Jamal Murray, which, yeah, that's a big three and a good one at that. Um, I think Jamal Murray's a great shooter, doesn't need the ball in his hands, um, but it's going to cost a lot. And I think your starting point is going to be Michael Porter Jr., who is their best young asset outside of Murray and Jokic. You have to add in, most likely, Gary Harris because of the salary reasons. And then you have to um, kind of, you know, add some other pieces, either Paul Millsap or Will Barton or other, which I don't know who else they would throw into a deal, but they could try and throw some other pieces in there. Um, you would have to throw in multiple draft picks. I don't see this taking place. I don't think um, they have what is needed to get James Harden. It just doesn't make a ton of sense. Then we have Miami, and they look at Bam Adebayo, uh, Jimmy Butler, and Bradley Beal. Now, I don't think Bradley Beal is going to be available at any point in time um, that I can think of. I think Washington with uh, Russell Westbrook, and his uh, success in the NBA is a really good thing for them. And they got some great young players. I don't see Bradley Beal leaving. He's committed. I don't think the Wizards would trade him to Miami anyways. Um, but if that's the case, then you would have to throw in, at this point, Tyler Hero being the number one option. I don't think he's a James Harden, Bradley Beal number one option in any sort of trade. Um, I don't think he could be that franchise cornerstone that I'm assuming Bradley Beal would need to get in a trade. Um, I think you would, if you're going to throw Hero, you probably have to throw in Kendrick Nunn, 
probably have to throw in a bunch of draft picks. Kelly Olenek and Iguodala to match salaries. Um, I just don't see it happening because it doesn't really make a ton of sense because they don't have enough to, to really offer. And then we have this final one, which in all seriousness is probably my favorite of the list. And it's probably the one that I could legitimately see happening, which is Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Derrick Rose. So in this case, Derrick Rose goes from the Motor City to Los Angeles, which he is $7 million. He is attainable. He is someone who, in theory, could be a very, very good point guard for this team. So if you can keep Patrick Beverly to be the defensive end, you have uh, someone in Derrick Rose who can do the offensive end. So if you're going to make this deal, you're going to probably have to add in a third team. And the reason is, I think we all know Lou Williams doesn't want to be there. And I think you could just do straight up uh, Derrick Rose for Lou Williams and you might have to add in a second round pick going to Detroit. The thing is, I don't know if they'd want Lou Williams, so if you go out there and potentially make a deal, maybe you go to Boston and Boston gets someone like Lou Williams and someone like Romeo Langford goes to the Detroit Pistons or someone like Robert Williams or Carson Edwards and some draft picks plus some second round picks. So you could do Derrick Rose to the Clippers, Lou Williams to the Celtics, and then Carson Edwards and two second round picks, one from Boston and one from um, the Clippers uh, going to Detroit. That could make sense. I do think Derrick Rose is an attainable piece. I think Derrick Rose is a great piece to have. And I think he's someone who, if it was my team, I would be 100% interested in, um, you know, doing that sort of thing. And, you know, I think... Um, Derrick Rose, to me, makes a ton of sense. All right, so moving on to some James Harden rumors. So um, it seems that for James Harden, his list has expanded. So there was uh, Brooklyn, Philly, and now we have um, some new ones on the list. So um, two sets of um, information came out. The first one came out earlier, which was that the Houston Rockets have been in conversations with Toronto and Denver and Boston about James Harden. These are all exploratory phase type stuff, and um, it does not actually mean that it could take place. But if it does, then we have um, the chance for um, James Harden to go to a different location um, than what is... Um, mentioned uh, by James Harden himself. Um, then we get another group of articles which say James Harden's list of preferred destinations is now including the Boston Celtics and the Portland Trailblazers. So um, these articles have said that uh, Damian Lillard and James Harden have gotten uh, a lot closer. Um, you have um, basically um, a great group here of um you know players in boston that would i'm sure interest uh james harden um and so right now we are looking at james harden his preferred destinations uh, milwaukee miami portland brooklyn and uh, boston and philly um, we have not heard toronto or denver as potential spots that james harden's interested in um from his sources only 
those two came out as sources of Houston having interest in considering, um, you know, making deals with them, talking to them in early stages. And so uh, it was Sam Amick of The Athletic who added to the list of um, the Celtics and the Portland Trailblazers. So what I want to look at is ranking all of these teams now, uh, including um, Milwaukee and the original teams, plus Denver, plus Toronto, Boston, all these teams, um, Trailblazers, and we'll go from uh, worst in terms of where I don't see it taking place and best where I see it taking place. So number one um, at the bottom of the list, I should say, uh, there are eight teams. Number eight is Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee doesn't have the assets needed. Um, they basically traded away all their draft picks to get Drew Holiday. And if you expect to get James Harden, you're going to have to ask for all of those draft picks and then some. So what a deal for Drew Holiday takes isn't what a deal for James Harden is going to take. It's going to take more to get James Harden. Milwaukee doesn't have enough. Unfortunately, they're out of luck on this one. Miami is uh, number seven on my list. And I think for Miami, the biggest issue is that a lot of people value uh, Tyler Hero higher than he actually is. I think he's a good role player. I think for Miami, he's great. But Miami doesn't have that X factor. They don't have that one piece that you can say, I could see him being successful. Tyler Hero's great. But there's nobody on that team besides Bam Adebayo who's most likely off the table where I can say he's going to be a bona fide star. He's going to be someone who I can legitimately see a bright future. I think Tyler Hero's great as a complimentary piece in any sort of deal, but since Miami's not throwing out a bio into anything, at least that's, I'm assuming, the case, they're out of luck, they're out of uh, the race anyways, so it doesn't matter. Then we have um, the Trailblazers, who, um, for the Portland Trailblazers, um, I'm assuming that they're not going to want to get rid of CJ, and Dame and CJ play well together, and I think... The issue with CJ and with, um, you know, uh, putting in James Harden in his place, it would be two ball-dominant point guards. Um, it just, I don't know if it would work too well in Portland. Maybe they could give up um, a lot of their younger players, but I don't know if that's enough. Then we have the Denver Nuggets here, who I think Denver's on this list maybe a little bit higher than Portland because... Michael Porter Jr. is someone who I could see as a legitimate star down the line. I don't think there's any young guys on the Trailblazers. Gary Trent Jr. is good. Zach Collins is okay. Our friendy Simmons, Nasir Little. Nobody, nobody on that list screams all-star. They all are going to be good role players, and for the Trailblazers, they'll fit. But they will never be a superstar. They'll never be an all-star. Michael Porter Jr., I think, can get there. That's really all they have. Because I think Gary Harris and Will Barton and Paul Millsap and other guys on this team are good pieces. And I think if, you know, the whole Michael Porter Jr. situation is good enough where they, as a collective unit, can say in Houston, we'll take him, then you're good to go. Otherwise, it doesn't seem like that's the case. Denver is on my list here um, at uh, number, I believe it's number five. Uh, yeah, number five. Um then we have the Brooklyn Nets, and for the Brooklyn Nets, 
Unfortunately, I have them at number four, uh, even though they were one of the original uh, spots that James Harden said he was interested in. I think Houston's just not all in on their package. You know, there's nobody there who is a legitimate future superstar level player. And, you know, you have some great pieces here. I'm not lying when I say Spencer Dinwiddle, Karius Levert are both great pieces. And they're both perfect for their team. But Jared Allen is not a future uh, all-star. He's not a future superstar. You know, I don't think Torian Prince gets the job done. The draft picks that you're going to be getting from Brooklyn are not going to be anything special. I'm assuming 20 through 30 range. You're not getting a lottery pick out of Brooklyn with Durant and Kyrie there. So their offer, it's not going to be so hot. I'm putting them sitting at number four. Then we have number three, which is Toronto. And I think for Toronto, the issue comes with whether or not Siakam is going to be thrown into this deal. Because I think if Toronto is interested in throwing Siakam into a deal, you got a ball game here. And I put them at three with the assumption that maybe Siakam can get into a deal. Um, if not, their package is just awful. Um, if you're hoping that something with Norman Powell, um, maybe you throw Fred Van Leet, maybe you throw a Ananobi into it. Um, any combination of those guys won't get it done. It's not enough. Even just putting all three of them in it won't be enough. Because those guys aren't anything special. They're great role players and I like um, I like them a lot. But I will say that for Toronto, um, if there's no Siakam, you can't get the ball started. You can't get it rolling. And I don't think Houston picks up the phone if they know Siakam's not in the, the conversation. But if the door is open then Toronto has a pretty solid package. If you can do Siakam and Norman Powell and some draft picks, then you got yourself something that's intriguing because I think Norman Powell can play shooting guard next to John Wall. You can put uh, Siakam with uh, Christian Wood um, and then Eric Gordon in there, and that's a pretty solid starting five. Um, I would say uh, that's the case. Then we have, um, in my opinion, number two um, on the list, but that is um, dependent on the situation involving Ben Simmons. So I put Boston at number two uh, only because um, if Ben Simmons is available, that's a better offer than what Boston can give you. So if the James Harden situation involves Ben Simmons, then Philadelphia is number one option. Uh, in this case, I put them at number one. Boston's at number two because I think Jalen Brown is the piece that would have to get moved. Jason Tatum's off the table, no questions asked. Um, and Danny Ainge would be um, an idiot to get rid of Tatum. And he'd probably hang up the phone before you could even say the full word, Jason Tatum. Uh, Jalen Brown, I love a lot. Um, if James Harden gets us a championship, then I'm all okay with... Um, you know, James Harden coming in and Jalen Brown going out. Back in 2007, the Boston Celtics added Kevin Garnett. They traded away their future center in Al Jefferson. Obviously, the trajectory for Jefferson was lower uh, than expected. Uh, Kevin Garnett got some championships in Boston, uh, a ring, and almost got two. So, you can't complain. 
Um, if you can get six years out of James Harden, which is what you got out of Kevin Garnett, then I would take that over mediocrity or Eastern Conference Finals year after year with Jalen Brown in the fold. You could try and do something with Kemba uh, instead of Jalen Brown and have a James Harden, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown threesome. Uh, but I don't know if uh, you know Houston's going to be interested in uh, Kemba just because they already have John Wall, who does the same thing. So you know, I think James Harden is going to be on the table if Boston feels like uh, Jalen Brown is interesting enough to do it. Go ahead. I mean, they could have traded um, Jalen Brown for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I think San Antonio was kicking the tires on that one. Jimmy Butler and Paul George were options, although I think James Harden is better than both those guys. I think for Anthony Davis, you might have had to throw in Tatum, but I'm not too sure on what that offer would have looked like. And so I think number two on the list, as I said, is Boston. And I'd say number one with Philadelphia because, like I said, Ben Simmons, if he's available, he's the best you can get. He is an all-star. He is kind of that top tier. Like, I'd put Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum on the same level, but the thing is the Celtics won't get rid of Tatum. Uh, I think Philadelphia would get rid of Ben Simmons. And I know Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers and Elton Brand and everyone in Philly has said we're not getting rid of Simmons. But you can't have a Philly deal with Tobias Harris as your centerpiece and throw in other pieces and hope it works. Ben Simmons needs to be involved because that's the type of player James Harden is. You know, James Harden's a bona fide all-star Hall of Famer. And every single year, James Harden's going to average over 25 points, close to 30 points. And he's going to be a, an all-star in, in the MVP conversation. That is who James Harden is. And superstar level guys like that don't come around often. We saw Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis as the two quote-unquote MVP caliber superstars who have gotten traded in the last five years. You don't see that come as often as expected. So for James Harden, it's going to cost you a lot. And Philadelphia, you know, throwing all their chips in, that's what they're going to do. You know, Boston's not going to throw in Tatum, so I have to put them at two. Um, Toronto at three because I think Siakam can get this deal done. Brooklyn's pieces aren't um, as good as expected. I think they have a lot more pieces than Denver, but I think Michael Porter Jr. is better than what the Brooklyn uh collective uh if you look at each brooklyn player one versus uh michael porter jr uh i think mpj beats them out um on all levels but there are a lot of guys you can throw into a deal for brooklyn so that's why they're at number four and then denver's at five trailblazers i think are out of it and so is miami and so is milwaukee then um we are going to move on to this next bit of information which is going to be involving Adam Silva and a change of heart involving the potential for future NBA teams to join into the fold. So uh, let's get started with this one. So last season, uh, Adam Silva was asked about potentially expanding the NBA past 30 teams. Unfortunately, if you're a fan of a new NBA destination, that's not going to happen. Uh, at least in 2019, that's what Adam Silva said. Um, they're not really looking to expand. Well, now it's a year and a half later, and we have a pandemic, and we have an NBA that lost billions of dollars from 
this pandemic and from ticket sales and from everything else involving, um, you know, uh, NBA. And it seems like his tune has changed. Um, it seems like because the NBA lost a ton of money, they're looking at all ways to bring in some sort of revenue. Um, and basically, as it seems, this is just sort of the early, um, early stuff, um, in terms of the, uh, what would take place if they added teams in it would have to be one billion dollar entry fee which would then be split among all 30 teams in the league um and you know that's enough to at least get the ball rolling um then you'd have to find you know um some sort of location for uh this whole situation to take place um and you know i think they'd have to find a new uh, franchise location. I'm assuming they'd add two teams and not just one because um, then it would be uh, one in the east and one in the west. And so um, now I want to look at some of the potential places that we could see NBA franchises in the east and some potential places where we could see NBA franchises in the west. And so Eastern Conference, first location, Baltimore. So we have the Baltimore Ravens in football, and we have the Baltimore Orioles in uh, baseball, bringing a Baltimore-based sports team uh, into the NBA would be something that is uh, a good uh, starting point of a place to go. Um, we do have the Washington Wizards, but as we see in both baseball and in football, there are teams in Baltimore and teams in Washington, and that's not too much of an issue. So... For um, the NBA, we could potentially see um, that as a location. Then we have uh, the Pittsburgh area. So Pittsburgh is known for football. The Steelers have one of the best football teams this season. We have seen Sidney Crosby and the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins have success. We have seen the Pirates with Roberto Clemente, Andrew McCutcheon in most recent years. So the only sport they don't have is basketball, which they do have a very good um, sports fan base, and I could easily see this as a potential spot for a NBA um, team. Then um, there is uh, Kansas City. Now, Kansas City um, is uh, home to the Chiefs, who are Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Royals, uh, which are a solid baseball franchise. Uh, I could easily see um, that being a spot where we could potentially see Eastern Conference basketball. Um, we could also put them in the West and move a team to the East, uh, if that needs to take place. But um, yeah, they could easily step in as a spot. And then we have uh, this one here, St. Louis. Now, there are a whole host of St. Louis basketball players, Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum, to name a few of them. But we have the championship hockey team, which was the um, St. Louis Blues from, I think it was two years ago. And then we have the St. Louis Cardinals, who have always had success in baseball. We also had the St. Louis Rams, who unfortunately decided to go to Los Angeles. Um, but I do think St. Louis would be a pretty solid spot for basketball. And, you know, that's a spot where I could see it taking place in the future.
So of those Eastern Conference teams, um, of those potential spots where we could see something take place, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh just because of the fact that they have an already established uh, solid sports uh, fan base. They got a lot of players who I'm sure would be uh, open to playing in Pittsburgh. You could easily fit them into um, the Central Division or the Eastern, or I guess you say Atlantic Division. Um, so I do believe that Pittsburgh would be um, the spot in the East. Now sliding to the West, we have the most logical choice, which is Seattle, which for the 90s and um, the early 2000s up until Oklahoma City days, we saw the Supersonics take over the NBA and actually um, go to the finals against Jordan in the 90s. Um, that is the logical spot just based off of they had a team, their team was good, and now their team is gone. Then we have spot number two, and this one actually makes a ton of sense, and it was actually the spot for a former team, Vancouver. So you can't have the Vancouver Grizzlies because there's already the Memphis Grizzlies. But Vancouver can get its fan base back, and, you know, Canada is big, and everyone roots for Toronto because the Raptors won a championship, but there's a whole host of people who live on the western coast of Canada who would want a team closer to them that they can root for. And you're not going to just root for Toronto if Vancouver is available. So that's another spot where they could take their talents. We have the very popular uh, Las Vegas there have been uh, a Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights, the Las Vegas Raiders in football, and we could easily see a basketball team in Sin City, which, uh, you know, I'm sure if you're someone who's going on a vacation to Vegas, seeing a basketball game there would be pretty cool or give you something to do. And so I could see Vegas as a potential spot. And then if we're looking for a final uh, Western Conference potential uh, franchise location San Diego so we have the San Diego Padres which is um, big with their baseball fortunately the San Diego Chargers moved to Los Angeles maybe um, the fans need another team to cheer for and bringing a basketball team into the NBA could work in my opinion obviously Seattle is the obvious choice because they have the biggest fan base they were a basketball team that to some people was wrongfully taken away and you can definitely get backers for a seattle based team so if i was a betting man seattle would be my spot in the west i like pittsburgh in the east but there are a lot of cities that could really fill in that void you know st louis and baltimore and you know there are these places that i think you know, they could make sense, Kansas City. It's it's all what the NBA wants to do, and it's more importantly who's going to put up the money. And so if you can get someone who's going to give you, you know, a billion dollars or a couple billion to slate down his team, then by all means, it's what you got to do. So in my opinion, um, the NBA is looking at expansion uh, teams just for, um, you know, more revenue and bringing in more ticket sales and more advertising money and you know this pandemic they lost a lot of money like most people and so yeah this might be their chance to kind of kick the tires and um now this might be the time to add some new franchises into the nba you know we've seen um the uh soccer get 
um, a new franchise, I think, a few years ago. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders, um, they moved from Oakland. We saw the Golden Knights, Vegas Golden Knights. Um, that was a franchise that uh, became um, from uh, the expansion. I think Seattle's getting a team, the Krakens. I don't know if that's, I think that's uh, hockey as well. They're going to be an expansion team in hockey. So, you know, what happened? The last expansion team was the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they um, were at the time the Charlotte Bobcats. Um, Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans, became the New Orleans Hornets. Then they brought in the Charlotte Bobcats. Then the Charlotte Bobcats wanted their name back. Obviously, Jordan playing during the 90s when there was a Charlotte Hornets. He wanted the name. Uh, and then we saw the Pelicans in New Orleans. So there is uh, expansion drafts that take place. We saw uh, early 2000s, the Houston Texans became a team through an expansion draft in football. So it, it happens. And we'll you know just wait and see what goes on. But... It seems like Adam Silva's open to it. If there's someone willing to put up the money, then I don't see this being too hard of a, a sell.